Hey, coming up today, we have Dean Janikowski. He is the current kicker at Washington State University. He was all Pac-12 team in 2021. He made 40 of 41 extra points in his this past year, as well as 11 of his 14 field goals. And besides football, Dean also raises money for cancer. He raised over $17,000 this year, and he continues to collect money and hopes to raise more to help people in need. Uh, Dean's got some great stories, some insights into football, kicking, and sports psychology. All this and more coming right up. All right. Well, please welcome Dean Janikowski to the show. How are you doing, Dean? I'm good. How are you? Great. Yeah. So first thing, I'm sure you're sick of this. We got to clear this up. You're not related to Sebastian Janikowski. You get sick of being asked that, I'm sure. <laughs> yep. Every single day on Twitter, Instagram, everything. Every single day I get asked. Even my strength coaches, our new strength coaches just asked me that the other day. Yeah, it, Like it's still every day. You still get that? Yeah, I actually got a kid. I believe it's Sebastian Janikowski's uncle. He must be a young kid. He DM'd me. He goes, hey, you have the same last name as my my uncle, Sebastian Janikowski. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I know that. And I was and then he was like, well, next time I'm out of a, I'm at a family event, I got to have him call you because I never talked to him before. So I was like, oh, why not? That's awesome. Yeah, because well, there, there could be some relation there, right? Like a distant cousin or second, third cousin twice removed or something crazy. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I know the only thing close to Janikowski besides him is Jankowski. And I think he's on the Padres. Oh, okay. Yeah. But he would probably be able to give you some, some good advice. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard some crazy stories from him and I've heard some good stories from him and I've worked with a bunch of coaches that have also trained him. So they kind of know him as well. Yeah. Yeah. He, his last year was like the Seahawks. It was pretty, it was pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. It was weird. He came out of retirement and then played that one year and then called it from there, I guess. Yeah. I think he, did he pull a hamstring or something? Yeah, I think it was his quad or something like that. He had put on some weight, but he could still kick the ball. It was like, yeah, he he's always been pretty big, and that didn't really uh, – I don't know. Yeah, it looked like he put on some weight, but he was still crushing it. Yeah, no, but you do work with uh, – or you did work with John Carney, the field goal kicker, NFL kicker? Yeah, still do and still stay in contact with him. Uh, I love John. He was the one who kind of introduced me to it. He was my first coach with everything, so I started kicking with him. And, yeah, I texted him all the time. Yeah, how did so? How did you get hooked up? Because didn't initially you played a uh, defensive end and and nose guard, which is crazy to think of a kicker playing nose guard. No, that's that's my brother Jack Jenner. Oh, so he Jack's actually committed here, and he's coming up this weekend for a visit. But I played tight end and linebacker my freshman year, as well as kicking and punting. Um, and then after that year, I stopped and did sophomore year was just kicking and punting and junior and senior. So it was like, how did you first try kicking? It was just kind of, was it a thing like the coaches had an open tryout or something or? Yeah. So I played soccer my whole life mm. um, and I was like, okay, I want to play football. Uh, all the boys are doing it. I want to just start it. And I remember seeing like one of those like stupid orange tees you see in Pop Warner. And I was like, I want to be able to kick that ball further than anyone else. Because like, this was when like Guinness world record books were super popular. And I was trying to look for the one, like who kicked the furthest field goal or furthest, whatever. And I was like, okay, I want to do this because I played soccer and I'm like, I like kicking. So started doing that and then uh, got into that. And then my sophomore year, I actually got cut, didn't make the soccer team, which I made the JV team at the my freshman year, which we had a freshman JV and varsity. And I was like, okay, I'll for sure make JV, but I'm pretty sure I'll make varsity. I didn't make any. I never 
not made a f- team ever in my life. So that was crazy. And I kind of looked at that situation and looked at my dad, looked at my mom. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to stick to kicking and we're going to keep going with this. You didn't make the soccer team you're saying, but, but you kept making the football team or. Yeah. Yeah. So I was on the football team my whole, um, all four years. How, how far could you kick uh, a football initially when you first tried it? I could probably do 30, 40 yards when I was like 150 pounds freshman year. Okay. And then how about now? How far can you kick it? 65, 65, 70. I weigh a lot 70? more. Yeah. Yeah. I have some win for sure. Well, like in practice, obviously you've never done that in a game. Uh, yeah. Practice. We were doing 60, 62 this last season, just in practice, just like with a full team, hold everything, pressure, everything. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I think I, I, we went to the U of a game when you guys were down, down here in Arizona and I, I saw you kicking it. Uh, that looked like fun. We kicking in the warmups and stuff. I think, yeah, you were almost like at half, I feel like you were at like half field or something like it was. Yeah. That game I had, I was kicking from 60, uh, ball flies really well over there, especially with that. It was so nice. It was so warm and everything. So it was, it was really nice to kick out there. So you made it with 70 with wind. Like how often could you cook, kick a 70 yarder though? Oh, like every one out of 10 on a good day. Like, like that's a pretty hard kick. 60 is easy. 60 is like easy. Yeah. For the most part, like probably seven, eight out of 10. Really? Okay. And then what about 65, about somewhere in the middle then maybe? Yeah. Middle of that. Okay. That's crazy. So is that, is that, that's not very common even for a college kicker, I would think. Right. Yeah. I mean, most guys like the elite guys can hit sixties like that. Uh, for the most part, but yeah, once you start getting back to 60, it really gets the coaches excited. Yeah. Cause like, so coming out of high school, you were rated a, a five-star kicker and the 14th best kicker in the country. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, it was pretty good. I went to all those Chris Saylor camps and got ranked that, uh, and competed with a lot of guys. It was a lot of fun. So you grew up in, um, California, but I thought I heard you say that you were a fan of Wazoo as a kid. So how does that work? Or were you? Uh, no, well, I never really liked college football or anything like that. Never watched that. Never had a team. Um, but yeah, grew up in California. And then really not until like my junior, senior year when I finally went over to Wazoo and kind of checked it out. Then I became a huge fan with just how close everyone is. Okay. So tell yeah, tell me about the town you grew up in, though. Was it it was like kind of in the country? Then yeah. There was 4-H and stuff. and. Yeah, so it, we were in Fallbrook, real small town. We had five acres. I grew up raising animals, pigs, steers, goats, all that. And we kind of, we were kind of a little bit away from the city. I I drive all the way down to San Diego, so it's about thirty three miles every single day when I'd go to school, and that was in the city. But other than that, we were I was kind of separated, and I had my own little. We had our own little house, a little bit of property. I rode dirt bikes. I did everything. Just grew up playing outside all the time. So when you came to Pullman, it was kind of like, okay, this feels like home to you. What yeah, no, I love it. I love Pullman. I like that it's so small and just that, like, I love the country part of it. I'm not a very big city guy. I like to just go outside. I'm outside all the time. Like, it's really hard to keep me inside. So you, and you, cause you did look at like Arizona and Cal and Utah and Oregon state and all those, and none of those impressed you. <laughs> yeah. Well, Cal originally they, I was going to go to Cal, which oh, funny really? I think I'm glad I didn't end up going to Cal. Uh, I think Wazoo was definitely the home for me, but they basically promised me a scholarship and ultimately was like, just come to this camp. 
and you do well, you're going to get the scholarship. Well, sure enough, the one camp I had out of anything, I did terrible at that camp. I did terrible, didn't get my scholarship, didn't hear anything from them, just said, good job. And then that was it. So from there, I was kind of like, well, it's over from that. So starting to look for somewhere else. Okay. And so you got invited to Wazoo, not on scholarship, but like they call it like a preferred walk-on. Yeah, preferred walk-on. So I'm paying for school, but I do have a spot on the football team. Okay. Do you think, and is there an opportunity for you to earn a scholarship? Because I heard uh, Dickert talking about how they have a couple spots and they may give one of those spots to a uh, a preferred walk-on that's already on the team. Yeah. So like a year and a half ago, I earned a scholarship. Dickert gave me a scholarship. Oh, you've already, now you've got one. Yep. I've been on one for the last year and a half after I played my first season and did really well then. Right after that, I got placed on scholarship. Yeah. So first season, all Pac-12, right? Yeah. Yeah. Super great season that started off and was really happy with that. Yeah. So when you back to when you were in high school and you got recruited like to Wazoo, how did, was that just the special teams coach at the time or because that Mike Leach was the head coach, right? Did you have any contact with him? Uh, a little bit. Mike Leach never really talked to too many players. Uh, I talked to Coach Brock, who's now at Mississippi State. And that was my special teams coach at the time. And now I've gone through like four or five special teams coaches. I've gone through so many coaches changes as well as head coaches. Yeah, that is crazy. Now how, and so many kids just bolted at, you know, for different changes or whatever, what made you want to stick around? Like that didn't bother you? Yeah. Well, at the time I wasn't playing. So I was like, I need to get film. I need to get just some film. So at least, cause if I were to ever transfer, I need some film and I want to stay at the D one level. So I just stayed here. I love Pullman. So I stuck it out here and ultimately ended up playing and just kept falling in love with Pullman even more and more. Yeah. So I think, was it Blake Maza or how do you, is that yeah. How you say? yeah, he was the, the kicker. So did you kind of like learn from him? He kind of took you under his wing a little bit. Yeah. Blake was great. We'd go to church together and do things like that. So I kind of ultimately just learned how like college football played out and like how to compete, how to work through things. Cause, cause it's a huge learning curve when you get here, you get here on day one and you're like, Holy crap, this is way different from what I'm used to. Yeah. Cause, cause high school, it's not, you're not as immersed in the sport, right? I mean, you still have, I mean, I guess you still have your studies here, but it's a lot, there's a lot more uh, commitment at the college level, I would assume. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Especially just like being on time to meetings, things like that. Like it's a, People don't understand it's a full-time job. Like you're running around 24-7, waking up at 5 a.m. and you're doing stuff till 10 p.m. Cause I'd have tutoring from seven to nine and then try to do some homework and go to sleep and wake up the next day. Yeah. Do they they get does the team provide you with tutoring and stuff like that to help you out with that? Yeah, they do a great job. So if you when you first get here, you're put on, I forget what they call it, but you have to go to the study hours which mm-hmm. is from like seven to nine. So you have to go to that. And during then you can either get tutoring if you want to, or even just for me, who's been here for a while that I don't have to go there anymore. I can still get tutoring whenever I want. And it's all paid by the university. Even if you're a preferred walk-on, it's all still paid for. In some ways, does that, does that kind of make things easier though? Because your, your schedule is kind of like laid out for you. You don't really have to think and, and plan it yourself. Like they kind of plan it for you, almost like the military, I would think. Yeah, uh, it's planned out pretty well. The advisors do a great job, like just that they make that part really easy. Like, hey, what class do I have to take? Would this class be fun? They know a lot on that. So so that is nice. And we're given that schedule. So I guess it would be pretty similar to the military. But yeah, it, it's 
it makes it nice so we don't have to think too much and just get our work done and just do what we need to do yeah and then it keeps you guys busy hopefully out of trouble too right <laughs> yeah no we're so busy it's, it's hard to get in trouble yeah well so when you visited um because you you you're, you became a freshman in 2019 but i'm assuming you did a visit in 2018 right the, was it the eastern game yeah i came for the eastern game and checked that out who was that was that Minshew was the qb that year yeah, Minshew was still there. Did you have any interactions with? He's such a character. Like he's hilarious. I've heard I've heard some crazy stories. That's for sure. And it was cool. Like I think he came. I didn't really talk to him much when I was at the Eastern game, but when I, he came back the next year, so I was at practice. I think it was for spring, spring game, or whatever. He was wearing the same jersey you had, but with cut off George. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was wearing that in the Aviators. It was hilarious. I sat next to him, talked a little bit, and then he was at one of the games as well that season. I kind of talked to him a little bit. He's just so funny. Yeah. Is And so you said that Leach didn't recruit you, but you were there that whole year that he was, or I guess it would have been two years or sorry. No. Yeah. One year that he was, yeah. he was the coach. Do you have any funny, I'm such a, that's how like really be, I became a fan of Wazoo was because of Mike um, Leach. Do you yeah. have any funny Mike Leach stories? Oh, there's a lot. I'm trying to <laughs> <laughs> Liam Ryan told me one about jackalopes or something that it was, that was pretty funny. Jackalopes. There's some, there's some crazy ones. Let me look on my phone. I got some, there's some funny ones. I, I used to write down everything that used to happen. So like we, he would, really? show, yeah, he'd show up. I have, I don't know if I could ever release it, but it's like, he would show up like 20 minutes late every single time. And he would, he'd show up late, didn't care and whatever so like he would start talking about whatever we need he was pissed about something he'd be screaming and then he'd make some funny analogy and he'd see some people like laugh and he'd start like looking around and he'd see some more laughs and then he'd start then he'd change everything and just start going for a joke and just start making people die laughing <laughs> he, he like felt the energy and kept going from there that's so interesting so is that a, how he kind of motivates people in a way with, with humor by making people laugh yeah for sure like like he came in one time, he taught us how to swing your sword. So he brought this big, I don't even know, five foot sword, something crazy. I don't even know if he was allowed to have that in the building, but he brought <laughs> that sword and start teaching us these techniques, what to do, block it, do this. And he's, and then sometimes too, he'd bring in. So when he was teaching us how to swing your sword, he'd have that Sasquatch in the, in the team meeting room too. And he'd pretend like he's fighting that guy. <laughs> Is there a video of this? No, I don't think so. Man, that's epic. Yeah. He's just such a character. Like, I love watching the interviews with him. I My dream was to have him on my show one day, but it's so sad that he passed away. I know. It is a, it is a huge bummer. That's crazy because he changed the whole college football, everything. He was a, he was hilarious. Yeah. The air raid. I mean, I just, like I, like I said, I became a fan bec more of Wazoo because of Mike Leach. Cause I loved him at Texas tech. I was like, Oh, it's such a fun offense. Like they just pass a ton and score a bunch of points and it's fun to watch. Yeah. And he, uh, he's super smart. I don't know if you've read any of his books. No, uh, I want to read his books. I know he's got a, uh, like a law degree, I think. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So he was doing, he was trying to become a lawyer and then he said, screw that. And then started football and kind of built it up that he's a super smart guy for sure. And it was, yeah, he's, he's super smart. He's it's crazy. Yeah. That he goes from law school and never having like played football or coaching to all of a sudden, I want to be a football coach. 
And then he did it. I mean, it didn't take that many years before he was at like D1 level too. It's crazy. Yeah, no, it it was nuts. Have you ever heard his story about student debt? No, I don't think so. It's, it's so funny. He, uh, well, he was like, since he did his law degree, he was in huge student debt and they kept calling him, kept calling him. And he's like, I don't know what to tell you guys. Like, I, I don't have any money to pay you guys. Like, what are you guys going to do? And ultimately he was like, fought it for, I don't even know, a year or two. He wasn't paying him because he had no money. He was a GA. He was getting paid bare minimum, barely had any money to just even eat. And ultimately they just slowly started backing off and he never paid his student debts. <laughs> oh God, that's terrible. Yeah. Wow. You'd think that he would have gone back after he made all that money. And No, that's Mike Leach. He wouldn't go back and pay him. He thought they were thieves. <laughs> Well, there's a lot of the country that, that agrees with that now. Now they're oh, forgiving yeah. all the sorts of student debt and all this stuff. So crazy. Well, yeah. So then you're uh, so back to your story here. So you, yeah, the first year with Leach and then he leaves then, and then um, you got Rolo for a year and then you were still not starting, but then um, right. It was 2021. Oh no. Rolo was still Rolo, there. Rolo was yeah. there till the Stanford game. Yeah. So that, that was the first year that you started. That's when you made all pack 12. So I mean, how scary is that? I mean, because you hadn't kicked a ball for like two or three years, like in a game. That's got to be weird to all of a sudden like, okay, now I'm it's we're live like it's a real game. And in high school, I only kicked nine field goals total my whole career there because we were such a dominant school that we never even kicked field goals. My coach always liked going for it, kind of like Mike Leach. Mike Leach never liked kicking field goals. Um, yeah, so I barely ever kicked anything. And then, so that first season kicked the most field goals I ever kicked in my whole entire career. Yeah. And you only missed like three, I think, right? Yeah. Three. And like one of them was off the post and it was like, just, there was so much learning. There was such a huge learning curve that whole year we had, there were so many ups and downs and things that just could have gone wrong or just went right. And it was, it was a crazy season. Yeah. So who is like your mentor at that point? Cause now Blake has graduated or moved on or whatever. And like, you're kind of the senior person and like your coaches, usually the special teams coach are not kickers. Like they don't have experience actually kicking in games. Yeah. That's kind of what I learned off the bat real quickly that I was going to have to rely on like my coaches or just like my own self. Like I have to, I'm constantly pushing myself every single day, just mentally, physically, everything. Like I realize that my coaches can only do so much that it's up to me and that I have to keep pushing myself. Cause it's not like another position, like a defensive end or something like that from where their coach probably played in the NFL versus me. Most of the time, I mean, it's like 95% of the time, the special teams coach has never been a kicker or never even kicked mm -hmm. a football. So I really just had to take that on myself. And that's kind of how I have grown throughout the years, especially to just even play that first year. Yeah. And did you, were you still in contact with like John Carney or any other ex kickers? Uh, yeah. Talk to him. And then I talked to coach Zahner as well. Zahner's great. He was an NFL coach at one time too. So stuff like that. And then of course with kicking is just mentality. Like my mental game has gone up so much since playing in general. Yeah. I was going to ask you about that. I find that so fascinating because my background's in psychology. So I love psychology and sports psychology. And I feel like kicking has got to be, one of the most mental positions in the whole game of football. I mean, maybe next to quarterback. Um, would you agree with that? Is it mostly mental? Oh yeah. It's gotta be at least 80% mental, maybe even 90 if you're crazy. Cause I mean, kicking a football is hard, but like once you get good at it, it's where you grow is from your mentality, like being able to step out there, like the UW game, we were right in the wind 
wind was blowing at least 10 miles per hour on my face and I just had to go up there, stay calm, lower my heart rate. It was loud in there and just do my thing because I know I can kick and make a 50 yard field goal, but I can't let the outside noise. I can't let the wind that's in my face. I can't let the big guys that are in front of me mess me up. I got to just do my thing and pretend like I'm all alone. My best kicks are when it feels like I'm tunnel vision. I don't even remember something. I could hit a game winner and I'd be like, did I make it? Did I make it? And they're like, yeah, you made it. Cause I, that's all I know is just kicking the football. How do you do that? How do you put yourself in that position though? I, there's a lot. So for me, I'm Catholic and that's kind of been my huge thing is just faith-based. So kind of just relying on just that God's got me and that I'm here for a reason and just calming my nerves because your heart rate will jump through the sky. So just things like that, as well as just like, I work with a mental coach, his name's Jim Madrid and he does a, he works with a bunch of Olympic athletes and things like that. So just like he helps me with my mentality and calming myself down and seeing how far I can push my mind because your mind is endless. You can keep growing so much. That's amazing. Do you, so do you do like a lot of like deep breathing kind of techniques and like muscle relaxation and things like that? Yeah. There's a lot of different tricks. Like, like one of the great tricks that Jim gave me was it was pretty funny. So on a little note card, I would write down my three goals for that game. It'd be like, okay. And it would be like positive, no negatives, just what you're going to do. Okay. And even just like self-motivating my operation time is consistent and my ball height is great. So I'd write that down. I'd do three other ones, It'd be a small little note card and I'd put it in the sock of my kicking foot. And on the back of that note card, I'd put money because when I step out there, I'm money and I'm making money <laughs> when I'm kicking. So I'd slide that down my sock and that kind of gave me a little bit of a confidence booster. And that doesn't screw up your, uh, kicking technique when you have something else an object in your sock that would drive me nuts no it's just a thin note card so you don't even really notice it i mean i got i got bigger problems to worry about at that point i don't i try not to even think about that that or like chewing gum you'd be surprised like chewing gum you just focus on chewing chewing the gum and like it helps relieve my nerves there's a lot of different tricks for different people but like chewing gum stuff like that and uh as well as just slow breathing in through your nose out through your mouth Oh, that's, that's brilliant. Does, does, um, does coach Dickert do any of that kind of stuff with the whole team? Like, do you guys do any sort of like meditation or visualization exercises kind of thing where he's like, okay, like everybody picture, like you guys, you know, winning the apple cup and those kinds of things or. Yeah, he's great. He does a lot of mentality stuff with us. Like we had to write our 2023 goals and he printed that out. So all hundred plus players, he printed out all those goals stapled it to our lockers or whatever or taped it to our lockers and we've done a lot of stuff like that like listen to motivational clips we've had steve jones who's a great example a football coach we actually had him come in worked with us and we like read his book every single day and we also just like worked our mind and just visualization because you can go so far with that that's awesome so like i'm I'm sure you're following the nfl playoffs uh i hope or have a you been, a, little yeah, a little bit? bit. Okay, so you got to know about the Cowboys kicker, though, Mark. Oh yeah, I've heard plenty. <laughs> so tell me what's going on there. He missed four extra points in one game, and then I think he missed one or two in the last one as well. You've only missed three extra points in two seasons. So yeah. what's going? Like maybe the Cowboys can hire you. I don't know if you can leave early <laughs> yet, but I mean, what do you think happened with him? They said I heard somebody say. Oh, you get a case of the yips. Is that is that a thing? Explain that as a kicker. Yeah. Well, I mean, just like mentality, 
being able to step out on the field after a miss and make that is huge. Like, cause you miss one as a kicker in the game. You're like, crap, I gotta, I gotta recollect myself and step out there. So, so it's hard. So he just must've had that game. I don't know whether it was bad holds or not, but he just, it's just one of those things. He had a great season. So I think just, it was one of those fluke games because he, I think he's like 31 for 34 on field goals, but his PATs, he's missed like six PATs. That is so bizarre. You think uh, it might be bad holds? I, yeah, I don't know. I And I mean, the PATs too, you got to think too, the PATs are a 33-yard field goal. So that's, well, 33-yard PAT, but it's a lot further than what I'm kicking in college. So just mm. he had one of those games and just didn't go his way. True, yeah. Is is laces out? Is that a thing? Is that Do you prefer the, the balls when they come to be laces out? Oh, yeah. I'd rather have the ball. I'd rather have the ball either out or to me like i'd rather kick the laces or i'd rather have the laces out if the laces are sideways like if the laces were right here you kick it just the way your ball hits the foot and the way the like ball compresses if the laces are on the right side it'll just hook hard left or if it's on the left it'll hook hard right just based off the way you kick it because you can you can make a field goal kicking laces but it's not uh it's not what you want Wow, that's that is so that's a real thing. Okay, you've seen Ace Ventura, right? That's I mean, it's an old yeah, movie. Yeah, laces yeah. out and hands. Laces like out down. Yeah, no. So I had a uh, uh, Nick Lowry. I don't know if you're familiar with him. He's like a Pro Bowl kicker. He's, he's a big kicker on the Chiefs. And I was asking him about like when they uh, when they ice kickers. You know, when it's the, the the game winner is at stake, and they and the other team calls a timeout. And he said he loves it. He's like, oh, that's great. It gives me more time to get ready. Like, do you feel the same way? Uh, I wouldn't say it phases me, but I wouldn't say I like being iced. I think I'd rather just get the kick done with because I'm already like set in the mentality. Uh, mm-hmm. I actually never been iced until this last season. And when I was iced, I was iced two times. Which game was that? I'm trying to remember. Idaho. So I missed a field goal and then I had to line up for another field goal. And right as I go to kick it, he ices me. And then I get ready to go kick it again. He ices me again. And then I kick it and I make it. Was that before half? Yeah, before half. Okay. I was, yeah, that game was like kind of close. Yeah, it was very close. Yeah. How do you feel like the Cougs did this season? Would you would you consider this, this season a success? I mean, I wouldn't say it's a failure because you went to a bowl yeah. game. but Yeah, it, I mean, it definitely was a success because we're still... It was still a winning season, but I think we still have a lot left in us. Like Oregon was a bummer. Uh, Utah, like there, there's so many games. We went into half, either we were up or we were away like a point off. And then just towards the half, for whatever reason, we just kind of fell apart. Why do you think that is? I don't know. Maybe it could be something with strength or just our conditioning. But uh, I know a lot of the boys just put their heart out on the field, but I think this season's going to be different. We got a new strength staff, and we're really just hitting it hard. Like it, the discipline's way more right now. We're just we're really on it. It seems like a new team right now, and I'm really excited to see how we do. Yeah, no, that's really cool. I so I went to the LA Bowl. I drove over for that, and I knew I was like, oh, this might not be that good of a game. Like, what do you think happened with that game, though? I know we had like some people that uh, had transferred out. Um, but yeah, it just seemed like just I thought it was going to be a little bit closer. It seemed like the the team just fell flat, and you didn't even kick. I don't think. No, oh, I didn't have one kick. That was my first time as a starter, never kicking a football. So it was kind of funny to like just go there and not even hit anything. It was it was crazy. I I, I can't even really vouch for it because I don't know that much on football. I just know 
more just kicking wise. I don't even really watch football much besides college football and a little bit of NFL. But I know like we didn't have our offensive coordinator. We lost a lot of good players like Dayon, who's going to the draft and things like that. But then again, you got to think too. Fresno State's a great team. Yeah, no, they are really good. I, I think that they were underrated for sure. But so what's it like being on the sideline? Because I just went to a, um, I went to, I'm in Arizona and I, uh, the Cougs, the basketball team played at ASU and I, it was, it was like super cheap. So I got like two rows back and I was like sitting there watching the sideline of the basketball game and I'm seeing Kyle Smith, like yell at all the players. I was like, this is so cool, but I've never been able to get that close to the football games. Like, what is it like being on the sidelines with coach Dickert? It's cool. Uh, like, are you talking about fans or are you talking about just with like, well, Joe, like as a player, like if you're like, what's going on? Like, cause it's just cool to see the coaches like actually coaching in the game. Like Kyle Smith, like seems like he's as a basketball coach, he's seems like he's pretty calm. Like he's just really trying to strategize. And I'm assuming Dickert is the same way. He doesn't, I mean, from what I'm seeing on TV, he doesn't seem like he's like screaming at people or anything. Yeah, no, he stays pretty uh, level-headed. He does a good job. I just, I stay out of the way. Most of the time I'll be sitting on the bench or just staying warm on the bike. So I kind of sit back, but for like fan wise, fans can be kind of crazy. Like I know here, I know a lot, I know a lot of people here in Pullman. So they'll be screaming my name or trying to mess with me or even like at away games. That's when it gets crazier. Cause they will be fans are drunk. They'll be cussing at you. They'll be saying this thing. Like you miss a field goal. They'll be cussing you out and you're like, whatever, just next kick, next kick, next kick. So you're just, it gets pretty hectic, but LA bowl was cool because I believe at the bottom level, they must've had something going on the next day, but all the celebrities were there. So there were some pretty big names out there. Oh, like the, I didn't, I, I mean, I saw obviously Jimmy Kimmel was there. I didn't see anybody else though. Yeah. There was a lot of influencers and things like that down at the bottom level uh, where like it met the field. So yeah. Were, we, we snuck down there. It was really cool view. Like it's, that's a yeah. really neat stadium. Yeah. It's, it was so nice. We got to tour the whole thing and see like the Rams locker room as well as the chargers and all that. It was super sweet. Yeah. So going back to with the away fans, how do you, do you just kind of try to block that out? Like, do people actually, do they say your name and stuff? Do they have signs? Have they read yeah. like a sign for you? They'll say your name. They'll throw stuff at you. They'll do all that. They, and you can uh, hear all that from the field. Oh yeah. Yeah. You can hear it easily. I mean, they're like, I know Colorado's really close cause that stadium's super compact, but like UW game, like you're real close. You're only like, I don't know, 15 feet from the fans. Like you're, you're right up there. And especially when you're warming up, like for me, I'm kicking into the net. The net's even closer. It's probably 10 feet from them. So I hear all that. I just know not to respond because you respond and they just, they love it. They keep going more and just cuss you out, whatever. It's kind of like that with social media. Like I'm sure yeah. if you've ever gotten hate, you know, just don't even respond to it. Cause it's like, what's the point? Yeah, I probably should follow that more. You're a lot more mature than I am. Yeah, no, sometimes I try to respond. I try not to get into a war with people, but yeah, like sometimes it's hard not to respond, but you're right. That is the best response is to just not respond because yeah, you're usually not, they're not going to be logical. And so there's no point. Yeah, it's so bad. Like, like social media wise, like on my TikTok, I got, I only have like 58,000 followers or something like that on there. Nothing crazy, like the millions of, followers some people have but there'll be some crazy comments people will say like i'll post something positive maybe it's like about my foundation or something like that and then there'll be like a random comment still lost to fresno state or they'll like attack me and things like that and i'm like what is going on 
Random. Yeah. So tell me about the foundation. I, I found that story really inspiring. That's why I wanted to have you on the show. I was like, oh, this is so cool. Like you got to tell the story like more in detail. I didn't, I didn't, I don't know the whole background, but I know okay. your mom had cancer and passed. And then that's when you started the foundation or. Yeah. So about a year and a little less than a half ago, she passed away from cancer. Uh, super freak deal. She's been fighting cancer for a long time, but it came back even stronger. And then ultimately she lost her life. And from there, we decided to start a foundation to raise money for people with cancer and as well as just helping out our community. My mom was a teacher. She was an athletic trainer. Uh, she did everything. She did a lot. So she touched a lot of lives. So our, our whole goal with the foundation was to spread awareness as well as help like people like teachers or help like kids and like all the areas my mom touched. We wanted to give back and kind of make it seem like she was still there. So that was our main goal. And we started doing that. And we had lots of events. We most recently had a 5k where we donated $15,000 to a kid named Mateo, because he's currently battling cancer. So we did that 5k, we had 300 people there. And we had a bunch of sponsors, events, everything. And that was a lot of fun. That was last weekend, I flew back there to help lead that and, and hang out with everyone. Wow. Yeah, your your mom is. I mean, she's clearly very young and and healthy from what I could see. So, I mean, was this some like, kind of freak thing? Like, what kind of cancer was this? It was breast cancer, and it ultimately metastasized to her brain, where she was. She had it for a few years, and then it ultimately went away, and there was no problems with that. And then this, the last or two years ago, then it came back really, really strong, and then uh, it got really serious. So that was. And that happened during season. And luckily for Coach Dickert, who uh, Coach Dickert's done so many great things for me, he allowed me to fly back home. So in between games, I was back home with my mom. She was at one point in hospice. I was hanging back there at home and then ultimately would go to like the bowl game and then came back to see my mom and just back and forth, back and forth. I didn't even I didn't even have the chance to go to practices, but I was there for the game to play and whatnot. Wow. And I mean, did you ever think of just quitting football or giving up at that point? And I mean, cause that's such a heavy burden to have on your shoulders. Yeah, for sure. I mean, my mom uh, bestowed a lot of great things with me and like to just never give up. She was the one who was like, go to the game, go to the game. I'm like, mom, I want to stay back here. She's like, go to the game. She's like, you're going to the game. I'm like, okay. And uh, she just kept pushing me. And I think now is just even more of a reason to play football and do things for her. And like, like number 49, the number I wear, she passed when she was 49 years old. So it has a huge meaning behind that as well as 49 is my number that I wore before I got 49 here. And then it was, so it was 21. And then my brother's number is 13. And then my sister's number is 15, which adds up to 49. So, so it's a pretty, uh, pretty really like just great number that I'm super proud of. And I just do everything for her now. Yeah, no, that's really cool. And then it's just amazing that you took a terrible thing like that. And then you tried to, you know, spin this into something positive by doing the uh, fundraiser. And I think you raised, was it like 17,000? Cause it was like a thing where every time you kicked a field goal that people would donate or something. How did that work? Yeah. So, so that the 5k and everything is my mom's foundation. So then August, I was like, okay, I want to do something cool. I want to also help out and do things like that. And I saw my platform and I saw just football as being a great way to raise money. So I decided to create a pledge account, which is like an account that does everything for you. They don't take any of the profits. 
and I decided to do so every point I kicked. So you can donate a certain amount of money. So say you want to donate $5 per point I score. So PAT is $5, uh, field goals $15. And I want to do that and raise money and ultimately raise it for a kid with cancer in the Pullman or Spokane area. And so I started that in August and then it was a slow start. And then by like week two, it was a huge success, blew up from there. And then even right all the way till the end of the season, people heard about it more and blew up then too and ended up raising $17,000. So now I have that and I'm looking for someone currently to donate that money to. Oh, that's awesome. So yeah, because I, I saw, I think you it said set, you'd raise 17,000, but wasn't your goal like 25,000? Yeah, $25,000, which was a huge reach because this is yeah. my first time going. So I didn't even think ultimately I'd get above 15,000 like I did. No, that's great. But I'm just thinking like, we need to, we need to get to that 25,000. Like, can you oh, yeah. get some of these like uh big name Cougs to like retweet that? Like the former kickers, like uh, uh Hanson or Ryan Lindell or, or Minshew or somebody like, I feel like if some of those people retweeted it, I think you'd go way above that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, it's still open and you can still donate now, but yeah, I've been, I've been kind of pushing that and just trying to get to that goal. There's been a lot of great people that have donated a lot of great alumni. So I've been super thankful for all of them. That's awesome. Well, yeah. So we'll, I'll put the link in the show notes so people can click on that. And then you'll do the same thing for next year. Every kick that you. Yeah. Make. Yeah. I'll keep doing that uh, until I'll even try doing that through the NFL, everything. Cause it's just such a great way. Like the way it played out was so cool because there were so many people that either don't really like football, but now they're watching football. Cause they're like, Oh, Dean's on Dean's on. I got money on the line. It was a little bit like gambling. Like I had uh, <laughs> one of my close friends would text me like, Dean, you're, you're costing me money. You're uh, you cost me like $300 or something like that. And I'm, they're like, this is a great thing, but man, you're costing me money. And I'm like, Oh, it's, it's cool. It's cool. Cause people, people don't even watch PATs. I know sometimes they don't even, point the camera on the kicker most of the times for a PAT. So now, now people are actually watching it and it really just stirred up just like, I don't know, it made it a lot more fun. Yeah. We definitely need to raise more awareness because I think this is such a great thing that you're doing. I want more people to know about it. So it's part of the reason I'm having you on the show. So what are your goals for, for next year with this foundation and just like, and also your, your kicking goals. Like you want to get, I think you need to get back on the all pack 12 team first of all. Right. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's that's my goal for sure. Um, that and just keep raising money, stuff like that. And obviously elevate my game. I want to get the Lou Groza Award. I want to get the All-Pac-12 Award. So just really, I've been hitting this offseason like crazy. Going to keep growing my mentality as well. Just keep uh, growing in the Pullman community. I want to get really close with everyone um, and just ultimately find someone to give that $17,000. I want I'm still looking for someone. So if there's someone out there that knows someone that really needs it, that's really struggling with paying for these uh, cancer treatments, because it's hmm. really expensive. So if I can find that, that would be amazing. That's crazy that you, that you, no one has reached out to try to get the money. I, I would think <laughs> no, it's, it's, more people reaching out, wanting, needing the money than giving the money. Yeah, it's money out there. And and $2,500 of it will be going to Miles Rice. So he's on the basketball team. I don't know if you heard about Miles' story, but Miles just got cancer and he can't play this 2023 season on the basketball team. And so uh, earlier in the season, I DM'd him and was like, hey, 
I want to make this game for you. However much money I raise that game is going to go to you. So I raised $2,500. And so I'm going to be giving that money to him. And then the other $15,000 to uh, someone who has cancer as well. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I hope there's a lot of points scored for the Cougs this season um, for obviously for many reasons, but also especially for your charity. A lot. If there's more kicks, they got it. It seems like they go for it on fourth down a lot more than they they used to. Is that like a new thing with college football where they're just like, ah, let's just go for it? <laughs> I guess so. I guess there's new analytics to it. I don't know a whole lot on it, but I've heard that before, like from coaches. I'm like, wait, why didn't we kick it? Why didn't we kick it? New analytics tells us to go for it. So what do they know more than me? So whatever. I'm just excited to be able to go out there and kick it. But yeah, I, I have noticed that a lot this season and this year in general as kickers. Yeah, well, hopefully we'll just have a lot of points, touchdowns and field goals. Let's let's do it all. It'll be exciting. So, well, thank you so much for doing this. Anything else you want to promote here at the end? Yeah, no, that's it. Just still looking for someone for the foundation, $15,000 to give someone who is in need of money for cancer treatments. And I'd love to hear your story, so you can just DM me or whatever. Okay, sounds good. Thanks, Dean. Awesome, thank you. All right. Well, such a great guy. Uh, make sure to support him by donating to his fundraiser or sharing it on social media. Again, the link is in the show notes. It would be great if we can get that number of dollars that he's raised even higher. Uh, he's such a great young man, and I think the sky's the limit for him. So make sure to follow Dean on social media so you can keep up with his career. You can follow me and the show on there as well. Of course, your likes, shares, and comments help out a lot. And uh, again, make sure you subscribe to the show wherever you watch or listen. I'm going to start scheduling more guests soon. If there's somebody you'd like to see on the show or a topic that you'd love to have me discuss with an expert, let me know in the comments or send me a DM or an email. I'd love to get your feedback. Thanks so much for your support. Have a great day and shoot for the moon.